0: Welcome to Well Within Reach, an MTS Therapy and Wellness podcast. MTS Therapy and Wellness is an independently locally owned company by a group of therapists with a home base in Lafayette, Louisiana since 1983. The company was started by maverick physical therapists for their time, who had a desire to treat patients from a holistic perspective. The company is now led by a group of individuals who are bonded together by their same idea from 30 years ago, treating people wholly. The common disciplines of physical occupational and speech therapy we share a common desire to treat our clients our team through mind body and spirit a tribe of professionals come together to form a perfect storm of therapy know-how and personal growth cravings as a rapidly growing company we are always looking to expand our footprint and our tribe our goal is to help people on their journey toward their best self the goal of this podcast is to share information we find important and interesting as we navigate the world of therapy, business, and leadership. Your goals are well within reach. We are here to help. And today I would like to welcome guest for our podcast, Ms. Roxanne Puchet, Clinical Director at our MTS Dulles location. Welcome. Thanks, JD. So as we get started here, we're going to, uh, Roxanne, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us who you are uh, so you can introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Okay. Uh, my maiden name is Abair, so Roxanne Abair touchet uh, I grew up in Vermilion Parish uh, from Kaplan, Louisiana. Uh, I went to Kaplan High School, um, enjoyed sports there, played basketball. Um, I, my parents are Marilyn and Charles Abair. I have one sister, uh, Laura Abair Labuff. After I graduated from high school, I went to um, Baton Rouge to go to LSU. Went there a couple of years before I uh, entered into PT school in uh, Shreveport at the, through the LSU system. Um, after that, graduated, moved back to Lafayette, and started working here. Uh, married uh, my husband, who is also from Kaplan, Darren Touchette. Uh, we have two boys, Garrett and Trey, who are now in their twenties, um, and we have a miniature Schnauzer, Cooper, that lives at home with. Us.
0: Thank you for sharing that background with us and uh, a little bit of background on, on Miss Roxanne, one of her sons, has uh, is very proficient in the sport of basketball. Share a little bit about that, about his journey uh, through the sport of basketball and kind of what he's doing now.
1: Um, so Trey uh, loved basketball at a very young sport. Um, he – at a very young age, I'm sorry, loved the sport at a very young age. He, um, he started playing when he was four. Uh, was very, very competitive, and by the time he was um, probably nine, he was already playing up in a division to the next level, um, continued to pursue that. Was also also interested in uh, football and baseball, did well in all of those, and then when he got to high school, he just decided that he would like to continue his basketball career on the next level, so he um, gave up the, the sports and concentrated on basketball. Um, had a very um, decorative high school career at St. Thomas More. Um, was fortunate to get a uh, basketball scholarship and played at University of Texas, El Paso, UTEP, um, for four years. Uh, he then transferred back, he, he redshirted and transferred back to McNeese for his fifth year because there was a coaching change and the the style of play was going to be a little bit different and he didn't feel like it was a good fit for him. So, he came back home to this area, played his last year at Um We were fortunate to be able to attend every game and see him. Um, and then when he finished that, he, uh, he decided that his passion was to continue on in the basketball realm, but as uh, he wanted to get into coaching. So now he's in uh, California. He's a grad assistant at St. Mary's College um, in Moraga, California. And he's uh, doing well. He's, uh, he's enjoying it, and he's liking the other side of basketball now.
0: Thanks for sharing that. As you see, one of Ms. Roxanne's kids are in the coaching profession and following in his mother's footsteps because although it's therapy, uh, Ms. Roxanne does an excellent job of coaching her patients and her team uh, to their full potential. Tell us a little bit about your hobbies and the things that you like to do with your family uh, during your off time
1: um we are a sporting family so we enjoy all sports um we follow sports of course we followed basketball over the years and um you know followed trade but we also follow uh you know college sports we follow the local teams we follow the pelicans we follow the football the saints the tigers the cajuns you know all of them um so a lot of our um vacations uh were around sports. We traveled usually we picked destinations that Trey was playing at um and were able to enjoy um the destinations but also be able to enjoy the the basketball and, and um and follow the team. So um the probably the last um ten years have consumed that um, now. Um, I have a little bit more free time. So uh, I enjoy gardening. I enjoy um, being able to spend times with family and friends a little bit more um, l- relaxed more um, now that um, it's not uh, as much traveling with him, but we, we did enjoy that time while we were in that phase.
0: Thank you, thank you. I know you touched a little bit on your educational background, uh, but can you just share a little bit uh, about your clinical experiences, whether they were in school? Or initially starting out in a profession of physical therapy where did you get your start at from a clinical perspective?
1: Okay so after I graduated from LSU I began to work over here in Lafayette at uh, Physical Therapy West um, and my primary interest at that time was aquatic physical therapy so I did a lot of education at that time in aquatic therapy and began to um, develop the program that we had here. Um, in 1993, um, McLeod Toronto Sheffield, who is now MTS, bought Physical Therapy West, um, and I uh, transitioned into that practice, so we joked that I came with the building, um, and I'm still here. <laughs> so uh, it's been good for me. I've grown a lot in uh, in my profession with that, um, had wonderful experiences to be able to continue my education, um, continue to do aquatic stuff, learned a lot about functional rehabilitation, um, FCEs, functional capacity evaluations, um, was able in the last uh, couple of years to get into dry needling. Um, and just really trying to stay up with those things that I feel will help our patients improve.
0: Definitely. I know it's a joke that you came with the building and for those listeners of our podcast, we, uh, Recently, within the last 18 months, opened up a new building. Was, was there any trepidation in, that you were going to be uh, rid of with the old building as they were bringing the new building in?
1: No, uh, I think uh, I think I guess my time here solidified that I was going to make the move.
0: Good, good. <laughs> we definitely didn't want to get rid of you with with the old building. Uh, as Roxanne says, she has moved into uh, the new building. Uh, at our Dulles location, and it's a a fabulous facility. If you haven't had a chance to stop by, uh, we definitely recommend you stopping by because it is state-of-the-art. Roxanne speaks a lot about uh, recently just aquatic therapy, uh, functional capacity evals, dry needling. if you could just expand on on some of those specialty training certifications uh, that you discussed, um, how did you become certified? How did you become interested in them Uh, for possibly some of our students or professionals out there that, that may be interested in those tracks?
1: Okay. Um, so the aquatic therapy started early. Um, when I started with physical therapy, West. um, the owner at that time had had a pool. And so I, the interest was sparked, but it also was because it was readily available to me. And I wanted to be able to use that Avenue to, um, give the patients an opportunity to, um, utilize that for the benefit. So, um, at that time, um, there weren't as many, um, aquatic education courses as they have now. Um, so, um, I pursued what was available. Now the aquatic, um, therapy section, session does, section of the APTA does offer certifications, um, which they didn't back then. Um, and those are really good to look into. If you're interested in aquatic therapy, I think it's, um, the program is really good now. And uh, there's a lot of useful information that therapists can can take back to their patients with that certification. Um, the dry needling certifications, I did um, a couple of years ago uh, mainly because one of our therapists at MTS, uh, Clark LeBlanc at the Brobridge clinic had done it and he was getting very good um, um, outcomes with his patients. And I would send him a patient every now and then, and they would come back and um, relay the benefit of it. So I felt like it was something that I needed to do to expand um, my skill. Um, and with that, um, I, I attended the, the courses and did the requirements required by the um, LPTA to be able to dry needle patients now. Um, and I do it on a regular basis. And again, I do get continue to get positive feedback for patients that um, are good candidates for it. Um, The other thing I do is uh, that's kind of unique is the functional capacity evaluations. Um, I was trained in that early on in my career. Um, And basically what it is, it's evaluating a a patient or a client when um, they've been hurt and they need to go back to work or they need to go back to another job. And, and you evaluate them and see if they're safe and if they fit for their job. If they're, they don't, then you make recommendations on what other jobs they could go back to. So it assists the, the workman's comp realm, but it also assists the assists the patients in them having um, the knowledge in uh, the The confidence to go back to something um, as we evaluate them instead of that anxiety. I've been out of my work for uh, a while and I hurt my back and I'm scared about going back. The things we work through, we talk about biomechanics, we make sure they're doing it the right way. We talk about things to prevent re-injury. And then we also make sure that they can perform the, the skills that are needed to be able to go back to the job. So it assists the worker, it assists the employer, it also assists the, the payer if it's, if it's a workman's comp issue.
0: Thank you for sharing on all those specialty and treatment options that, that you offer at the Dulles location. Definitely a wide variety of specialties that Roxanne has. As we uh, move on throughout the podcast, I want to speak a little bit about mentors and your personal and professional life. Can you Uh, just describe a few people that have had the biggest influence on your personal and professional growth. Um,
1: Personally, I would say my mother um, has been a big influence on me, primarily um, in, like, resiliency. My father died when I was uh, 16, and it was tough on her, and she um, grew from it and showed a lot of resiliency and helped me and my sister become uh, independent um and so i thank her for that every day and now she's still still as resilient as ever so i'm continuing to learn from her and the other one um i would say my two boys or have taught me how um they've taught me a lot of patience um and i've learned from them daily uh, on on different aspects of life that um both of them are unique and both of them um, see things in a different realm. And so I try to take uh, that from both of them and apply it to my life um, in treating patients, in interactions with family members, interactions with friends. So I think that, you know, what I've gotten from them um, has been um, good because, you know, even though I have two boys, they're totally different. And then you realize that. Um, the uniqueness of individuals uh, really plays out. And, you know, you have to look at that and how how you treat everybody each and every day. Professionally, um, I would probably have to say Mike Sheffield is the one that um, I've molded a lot of my um, leadership skills around. Um, Mike and I have worked together for 27 years now. Um, So we've been through... When I was married and no kids, to two kids, to going through high school, you know the whole thing. In fact, his some of his daughters babysat my kids when they were little, so we went through all that. And may, may, basically, what he's taught me is that <clears throat> when you dealing with people, and, and a lot of it was, you know, his employees, but also patients and stuff you have to be able to adapt to those patients depending on what stage they are in their life. Um, and a lot of that is listening to them. A lot of it is having respect for what they're going through at that time. Um, <clears throat> with workers, it may be, um, a working mom, you know, that's single you ha- she's going to have different struggles than somebody who is married and has, um, Teenage children, you know, so I think you have to look at, at each person, whether it's your coworker or your patient, and you have to identify what they're going through at that time and be compassionate to it and be able to help them work
0: through it. Thank you. Excellent gems of knowledge there from Roxanne. And she's learned from her mentors on leadership, and how to manage employees there. Moving on to some memorable moments, uh, can you describe one or two special moments that you've experienced in the field of physical therapy throughout your career? Um, so
1: I've worked with a lot of patients over the last 30 years. And you know, some of them I still keep in touch with. Some of them I run into the grocery store. And it's great to, to see people and hear from them about their experiences. Um, because I feel that as a therapist, why I went into therapy was to help people become better, um, become their best self. Uh, And so when you can witness that, um, it it really brings you satisfaction. Um, One that does stand out was um, actually a young girl from Kaplan who uh, suffered a spinal cord injury. And um, I went to school with her dad and she had gotten some therapy before um, at different clinics and her dad called me and said, Um, you know, we just feel like she can do more, that she can do better. Do you think you can help her? And I said, I'm not sure, you know, let me get her into the clinic and look at her. And so she came the first day, evaluated her and I I was honest and I said, I think I can. I I think there's some things that I can touch on that maybe some of the other therapists didn't that would help her to um, progress with the, what she has available. So we started working with her. When she came in the clinic, she was wheelchair bound um, she could stand up with a standing frame at home with assistance for, um, maybe a minute, you know, but that was about it. Um, and one of the joys that I had was watching her walk down the football field, um, for homecoming with her walker, uh, with her dad at her side, but not helping her, just, um, escorting her really. Um, it was, uh, amazing to see, um, it was very fulfilling, um, and I keep in touch with her, and i get i get she 's a she 's a student at McNeese now, and um she 's living independently she 's doing great and that 's one of those things that um, just touches your heart that you know that you had a little bit to do with an impact on somebody and um you know it just uh, it 's great it 's great to be able to to experience that
0: excellent example there for our listeners to see how a physical therapist can definitely impact an individual, but an individual patient can also impact the physical therapist. Thanks for sharing that story, Roxanne. Um, move, moving on to the other side of the equation in the professions, a lot of us want to remember uh, the good days, and, and but I think it's important for us to also remember the days that can be uh, difficult. So can you explain uh, one of the hardest days that you've had or hardest uh, time period in your career, and how did yeah. you deal with that as a professional? Um, so...
1: I've, uh, I've been a working mom all my life and, um, I think the hardest days that I had was when I had to balance, um, work and family and all the responsibilities that, that go on that everybody nowadays have to deal with because of, you know, that's our life now. And so, um, I think the time demand and, and the struggle of having to balance all of that was, Um, things that were hard for me because my family um, is first. And so sometimes I had to um, balance work. And and at times in my life, that meant um, cutting back on some of my hours at work to be able to fulfill my responsibilities with my family. So um, I always let my work family know that I was there. And if you needed me, I could come in extra. But um, during those times of my life, it was things that I needed to do to keep that, that balance. Um, Even though it was hard, I just felt like as long as I kept the communication open with my employers, that they would respect me and honor that. And they did. And so, um, you know, we, we were able to get through those rough times that I had. Um, And then when my kids got older and they were more independent, I was able to work more and help the company. And then now um, I'm in a leadership role. So I think I can take some of that that I learned as a struggling employee and help my employees to get through it when they have those issues. And I see them kind of going through those struggles that I went through.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being, being vulnerable and sharing that with us. As we spent a lot of time on this podcast recently, just now uh, speaking about Roxanne's past, her present, her training and all that. We're going to uh, dive into the future and just see what she sees coming forward. So what are some things that excite you about moving forward, whether it be your, your prefer, professional career or your personal life? What, what excites you moving forward in the next few years?
1: Um, so the, I've, I've mainly functioned as a, a physical therapist. I've, I've had some responsibilities within the clinic. Um, but now I'm I'm functioning as a leader, um, and that excites me because I feel that the dynamics and the changes in the roles that I've had in the last uh, couple of years um, help me grow because I can learn from the staff, I can learn from um, the patients, I can learn from the wellness members because I have a lot of interaction with them that I didn't in the beginning. Um, I'm excited that MTS is growing. Um, we've had telehealth, um, options that have come up recently, um, kind of was always on the, the radar, but more so now with the coronavirus, um, we've been able to get that up and going and we've had good responses. And so I think it's something that as we're advancing, um, with our delivery of physical therapy, I'm excited about that to offer it to patients to. Um, may not be able to come into the clinic or don't feel comfortable to come into the clinic for one reason or another. Um, it, I think it's, it's really great um, for us to be able to reach people in that way and help them um, if they choose that method. Um, the other thing is just continuing to educate ourselves with new and advancing treatments um, to help our, our patients. Um, and I think we do that really really well as a, as an organization mts puts a lot of emphasis on um, educating their staff members and letting them kind of choose areas that they're interested in to get further education um, and then bringing it back to the rest of the clinicians and sharing it so that way we have a wealth of knowledge that we can pull on and we have a good source of therapists so if i'm having some difficulties and working with a patient Um, you know, I have somebody I can go to, I have resources I can go to. So that way, um, as we continue to build those resources, um, it will help us to better help our patients and our wellness members in the long run.
0: Definitely some exciting things moving forward with Roxanne at MPS. As we come to one of our final questions, I think it's important to to ask people what they want to be remembered for in their legacy. So um, in reflecting back on, on your professional career, and uh, I know we still got a long way to go with that, but what do you think the last paragraph of your story is going to sound like uh, when it's all said and done?
1: So um, over my, my years, I've, uh, I've come to, to realize that there's only one person that I can lean on through all this, and um, that's God. And so I think he's brought me to where I'm at today, and so um, – You know, I I hope people remember that um, I was a a person that um, that was God loving and that whatever I did, whether it was PT or um, being a leader or being a friend, that whatever I did that I gave 100 percent and did whatever I could um, in that relationship, in that capacity, um, and in any realm of my life that, you know, I've, I've touched people in.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that legacy paragraph that you would like to be remembered for. As we wrap this podcast episode up, I want to give an opportunity for you to uh, discuss anything that we may not have covered on the podcast that you would like the audience members to know. And then also, if you'd like to leave any type of contact information where they can reach you uh, in case any of the podcast listeners want to uh, reach out to you for more details, please uh, wrap up the podcast and give us a little call in cord for you okay
1: um so like you said we were in a new new building um the address hasn't changed but um we built a new building right next door to the one that we were in we moved in um a year ago um, and it's a beautiful building we've had um, uh, old patients come by we've had new wellness members come by Um, we have an indoor pool that's heated Um, we have a um, dehumidifier system that makes it very comfortable so um, I would invite anybody who's interested in maybe looking at the facility to come by Um, we have wellness um, program um, going on we have memberships available not at this time with the coronavirus but as soon as we're given the okay to open back up um, we're gonna start resuming again and so We have uh, land-based things to offer. We have aquatic-based things to offer. Um, And we also do all the traditional therapy on land. We do aquatic therapy. So um, we can reach those that are suffering that maybe um, haven't found um, a solution for their issues. You know, maybe they'd like to come by and we can see if we can help them along their path. Um, The address is 2115 dollars drive. It's uh, right around the corner from Acadiana High. Um, you can reach us at 981-9182. Or if you need to reach me, you can reach me by email also. R-H-Touchet, T-O-U-C-H-E-T, at mtspt And uh, just give us a call or reach out to us and we'll, uh, we'll answer any questions you have or give you a tour and, and uh, see if we can offer you anything that would help you become your best self.
0: Thank you for joining us, Roxanne. I know you have a busy schedule. Thank you for coming on our podcast today.
1: Thanks, J.D., I appreciate you.
0: And thanks again to you for joining us on this episode of Well Within Reach. As a team, we hope that you find what we share here helpful on your journey. Whether you are battling physical issues or looking for kindred folk, we are honored to have the opportunity to connect with you. If you are looking for more information about our company, please visit MTSETS.com. If you are looking to join our team, you can find all our career opportunities on our website under the careers tab. We believe in the power of physical movement along with emotional and spiritual connection. If you have content, content ideas for our podcast or feedback of any kind, you can reach us at podcast at mtsts.com. If you found value from it, please share it with a friend. Make sure you also subscribe so you get notified each week as a new episode releases. You can subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes wherever you listen. We would be extremely grateful for that as your reviews help encourage others to listen in. Remember, your best self is well within reach and so is our next episode. We hope you join us then.